That was like my first number one on iTunes, like ever. And what yeah, was that feeling like? I was like, it's about damn time. <laughs> like, <laughs> why are you down? I'm in the big leagues. Tony don't miss me. Balling like Houston. Hey, feeling like Whitney. What is up, you absolute weapons? Welcome to season two. This is none of your business. Shout out to everyone for showing some love during season one. On today's episode, we have a musician on the show. He has over 70,000 streams on Spotify and has had two singles featured as the number one songs on iTunes. Later this year, he'll be headlining the Afro Flag Festival, which is happening in December. Ladies and gents, this is Stephen of Kent. Lost in my thighs, dripping with sauce. <laughs> Fuck what standard you got, bitch, I'm the god. <laughs> I'm the bar, the staff, midship and broad. The overlord, the metric measure when y'all are shit. So what is your business? What do you do today? Uh, I'm a musician and a performing artist and an event organizer. Sure, okay. <laughs> More than one thing going on there. How old are you? Has to. I'm 26 years old. 26 years old, all right. And yeah. how long you been doing this for? Uh, I'm nearing a decade into it now. A decade? Nearly, shit, so nearly, man's been at it for a minute. Yeah, a decade, nearly a decade, that. yeah. What's your, what's your main thing? What's your like... Main thing is music, man. That's like music. the heart of everything. So how did you get things going with, with music? You know, how did you get into the music industry? What was the start of it? What um, was like the pull for you, you know? I think passion was like the first pull. Like you, I feel like with anything that you think is going to be great, you need to love it first. And that was like the main thing for me. Like I loved music from when I was a kid. My mom has like the biggest record collection ever. So do my oh, really? uncles. Yeah, they're mad into music. So I just grew up loving it just because it played around the house. And then I figured out I could make it myself. Like when like I got a laptop at home in high school, and I just started making beats on FL. Then I collaborated with my friends. Um, uh, Fruity Loops. Yeah, Fruity Loops. Loops. Yeah, Fruity Loops. Loops. Throwback. Your dog. I was like into that, and I was just you know trying to get good at it and it came from curiosity and like working with my friends like the late david Rero, r.i.p yeah um, the the legend yeah yeah, dude and just from high school and just like making music that's just where it started and then everything that happened afterwards just kind of snowballed after the fact yeah you know what i mean so it started in high school what with some mates or just on your own or you know, yeah. you, you mentioned David, but were there a few others or what, what was the structure? Yeah, like was there was like a, of one of our friends, Chad, as well, who like, we had like a little label back then or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like that snowballed into me, like producing for other people, produced for like 2D Star, I did some stuff for Lairs. I don't know if you know a guy called Reason, uh, ah, South African rapper. No. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like a, a few people. And then that just kind of like led me into like getting into like the event space as well and like learning a whole bunch of other stuff that I could connect to my music and figuring out that whole process has been like fun, dude. Yeah. It's been a hell of a ride. Yeah. In terms of, you know, so as you know, the podcast is about, you know, people starting their own thing, pursuing their own ventures. Often like business wise, you need to invest. Of course. Did you need any like, you know, monetary investment to get going? Or was it relatively cost-free? You just needed um, that, that bedroom studio, the mic, and you, we good to go. Or was there some cost involved to get going? There's definitely, in, in a traditional sense, there is cost. I was just lucky because I was able to use a lot of human resources around me and people who knew how to do stuff around me. 
which would be things that you would normally pay for. For example, if you need your songs engineered, like some of my friends engineered and stuff. So you could go out oh, so there. They, would they bless you? you yeah. Like I, like I just, I was in like a, luckily enough in a community of creative people who all did different things. So within that community, if you ask someone to do something for you, like you need like some pictures shot, you need a video shot, you need someone to take you on the road to go to shows and stuff. Like I had like a community of friends and business partners and people who supported my vision, who make sacrifices, like just drive me all the way to the free state for a show. And back, you know what I mean? That would normally cost money, but because we're all like focused on building the same thing, like we don't like look at the monetary value of yeah. Everything and did, you know? did that maintain? So, like, you obviously from high school to like now, mm. would you say you got a bit more serious about it? Took it more seriously, or a hundred percent? Yeah. So then, when when it went more serious, did you did it? Did that still maintain? Like, or did you have to now start we, putting we, some cash into? It? Oh yeah, we had to like obviously start having structures later on into the thing. So once we had like a thing going, we had like this thing. Um, called Off Boys back then. Off Boys, yeah, like Tuli. Well, Tuli Stark was like the, you know the main guy in Off Boys, and he was like, and I was his producer, um, and then Arno was like his hype man, and then Nils was his DJ, and then Mike was his roadie, and then like we were all like this collective called Off Boys. We used to like go to clubs and just tear shit up, pretty much. <laughs> like yeah. that was like the whole mo of the whole thing, and we learned from Off Boys that like when you don't have structures in place, like you don't have your admin in place, you don't have like your accounting books in order. You don't have like all these things. It gets tricky monitoring what's coming in and out of the business. All the stuff in the background. You right. have to keep it in check. Yeah, Exactly. So after off boys, that's when we started getting like a proper admin lady. We had an accounting department. We had like a legal department. Oh really? So, okay, so we went really went proper with it. Went like super proper. Like we even had like offices now. Like, yeah. That's, it's like that's real. Dope. Like it's, okay. and, but, you, but out of necessity, like, Initially, you don't need that stuff, but you grow to a point where that stuff is necessary and you yeah, can't yeah. function without it. Like you're not running a proper business if yeah. those things like aren't in place. You yeah. know what I mean? You're still going to have the same problems. I think it's like that with any business though. Yeah. You're going to start, I don't know, Steve Jobs in his garage there doing whatever, mm-hmm. but as things progress, you're going to need more gonna need serious more. structures in place to get things going properly. Right. right. That's Steve's though. So uh, would you consider music... You said mm-hmm. you'd consider it your number one passion, yeah? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Okay, so I was going to ask, would you do something else or pursue a different path given the choice? But I'm assuming not. This I would. Is, this is the, would you pursue a different yeah, path? Yeah, dude. Like, what I'm, would it be? I'm a very like open person. So like whatever the universe throws my way, I'm obedient. Like, for example, if they're like, oh, he has like a cool acting role and stuff. And all you have to do is just be buff. I'll be buff for four months and go act. Like, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm never opposed to like opportunity when it's there. Like if someone presents me with a good opportunity, I know how to recognize it and I take it. And so in your journey as a, as an artist, what would you say was one of the biggest, you know, challenges or, or struggles you faced in the time of, you know, um, of your, of your career as a music artist that would have no doubts reflect, uh, you know, affected your music career? I think like my biggest hurdle was in the beginning, I think a lot was like self-esteem and like having the confidence of your convictions. You know what I mean? Like having imposter syndrome as one, like getting into rooms, like getting into rooms and feeling like you don't belong there or you're not good at as good as the people that are in the room and you start out of place. Yeah. Out of place. And that like makes you like feel a way about yourself. It makes it hard to move. And so like, that's like the one thing they don't tell you, you know what I mean? Like you, you're going to have to like a lot of the struggles are internal. Like it's a lot of like emotional work. You know, you have to have thick skin as well. Like, you know, like people are going to say stuff about you. People are going to 
point out all your flaws. Like, Are there any stories you can share where like maybe there was a bit of a headbutt or a guy got in your face and made you just feel really, you know, I don't know, demotivated in your career as a music um, artist? Yeah, Anything? I mean, like that's happened like a, a few times. Um, there was a guy that like I was, I was like writing a song for like an artist that like he was managing. And I was like vibing with the artist a lot. We in studio, you know, the drinks are flowing. Nice. Yeah, yeah. And we're like, we're on a vibe and we're making like a song that was like a decent song. It, it ended up being a hit, <laughs> like yeah. the song. But dude like walked into the room like mad aggressive. He had like three girls with him or whatever. And he was like, yo, play me that shit. <laughs> I'm like, yo, like he's about to record. Like, yo, I don't care. Just play the shit, dog. I'm like, okay, cool. So I play the song and I put down like a hook guide idea. And he was like, yeah, man, that shit is trash. Y'all need it. I'm like, yo, like, dude started like wilding out. And then like, I left the session and then like the artist hit me in the morning, like, oh, I'm sorry about my manager or whatever. I think you're oh, So is that a manager? You the manager was like, crazy. cause you know, like the managers are the superstars these days. Yeah. Like, yeah. They, <laughs> they, they all in the videos, you know, they need the guys with all the girls and whatever. Like, so he was like on full superstar mode, but like me and the artist like worked things out and we hashed it out. And the song ended up being like one of his biggest hits ever. So it worked out for everyone. But at that moment, I was just like, dude, like, why would you disrespect someone who's like trying to contribute to what you're building? You know, of course. Yeah. So So as an artist, if I'm not, excuse me, if I get the terminology wrong, but you have like a a discography or like your whole, Mm -hmm. that's what you call it, right? Yeah. It's called catalog. Yeah. So like, give us a bit of a history. What's, what's some of the the shit you have out at the moment? Oh, at the, well, if we're going to go. I know you released an album. I'm a fan of it. Oh, the EP. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an EP, EP. Uh, Neo Sapien. That that's the one. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. in 2018. And then I did like a, the three singles. Last year I did like a single called 4am with Reason that like got like mad like plays on Spotify. It was crazy. Like 60,000 like the first month. Oh, crazy. Like, mad. Like I'd never done that's like it. numbers like that before. And then I did a song called Dollar. That was like my first number one on iTunes like ever. And what then, was that feeling like to see your songs was, your song was number one on iTunes? Like, did you feel unreal or were you just like, yeah, I was like, it's about right. damn time. Like, <laughs> Why <laughs> only now? <laughs> like, it's about damn, like, what? Like, Ben had fire, dog. Like, what? You guys, only now? You know? Yeah, yeah. I'm kidding. No, I was grateful. Yeah. I was grateful, but like, people were like paying attention. Cause that's what it, because another big artist had dropped that day. And everyone was like, oh no, he's gonna do that. I was like, no, he's not, dude. Like, yeah, we're coming for the top. Like, our song is actually better, believe it or not. Yeah, yeah. And like, I really believed in that song. And when it did that, like, it was like a validation. Like, yeah, yes, we were right. Like, of course. That must have been so motivating, though. Like, you put in the graft and you and, were rewarded. And for then it, it happens. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like motivation to keep going. Bro, I yeah. love that feeling, That's man. Sick. Yeah. I love that feeling because, like, at that very moment, and I'm, it might be petty of me, but like you start thinking of all the people that were talking shit the whole time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, man, I just want to see how they're doing right now. Like, I yeah. want to call everyone yeah. and not like on some cocky shit, just on like you guys have put me through the most and try to make me feel like shit about myself. And now like, you know, I'm doing what I said I was going to do. Like, I was saying that about that song, like when it wasn't even finished. I hadn't even written the you second verse. Like, yeah. The song's going to number one. Yeah. And he was like, hey, dog, we'll see you. And I'm like, no, I'm telling you guys yeah, yeah. what's going to happen. It's a fact. Yeah. And yeah, that's like a confidence I built over time. Dude. Yeah. Like it's a confidence I earned. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so, so you said you had yeah. how many singles come out? Oh, so three. That was the second one. Yeah, that was the second one. And what then, the last one? and then I put out a, a, another one this year called Vibration. That was my second number one. 
Okay. Yeah. Okay. So not only <laughs> like we, back ones, we went back and we got some more. Okay. Yeah. So we spoke just now about, you know, you had some number ones, you yeah. know, some songs that were number one on iTunes and stuff. Have yeah. you ever f- sat back and felt like you've made it? Was it at that time or no. have you ever sat back and felt like you made it? Never, ever. So like, okay. So if not, what, what would that look like to you? What would it look like to sit back and feel like, you know, as a music yeah, artist, like, you, like I've done it. Like I just want to help and like make a difference, you know, especially in my family, in like my community, in like the people that come from where I come from. Like, I just want people to feel like anything is possible and achievable and to inspire people that look like me. So yeah, music, as much as it's something I love, it's a platform, you know, yeah, I mean? and I for want a bigger be, purpose, for a bigger, yeah. like way bigger than I am. And so if there was one thing, you know, in this journey as a music artist, if there's one thing you could do differently, is there anything that comes to mind that like, you know, you come to crossroads in life, obviously. And it's like you make a choice here, you make a choice there. Yeah. Something you could have done differently. Would you? Is there anything you can think of that you would have done differently? Mm-hmm. That you think like maybe if I did that, then I would have been a little bit further than where I am now, or something yeah. better would have happened, or I don't know. Is there anything? I, I know it's mind? cliche, but like I try not to think about that. Like I try, like I don't look look left, right, or back because the thing about like the journey is that you always have to look forward and like look forward. So like I don't spend a lot of time like having like regrets um maybe there was like a couple of models i wish i could have texted back (laughs) (laughs) i mean that's it like that that, that's pretty much it yeah like that's probably it but like other than that dog i don't regret anything because i wouldn't be who i am without like yeah like i i i like myself for my mistakes too which i I don't think a lot of people that like say to themselves like you are who you are because of Yes, because of the good things you've done, but because of like all the times you've like messed up, yeah. you know, like I appreciate the times I've messed up because it's just made me a better person. So I wouldn't yeah. trade any of those. And genuinely, would you say you're happy at the moment? Working on it. Working on it. Working on it. Respectable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. I think I'd be lying if I said I was completely happy. I don't think, well, I would love to see. I don't think everyone's completely happy, but we can all work on it. You yeah. know what I mean? So Fair. I'm happy to work on it. Yeah. Yeah. So lastly, uh, what is one message you would want to give to, you know, someone who's young, wanting to get into, you know, the music industry, wanting, you know, thinking about starting out? Is there mm-hmm. anything you'd say to them? Maybe like the way you could maybe think about it is a message you would give to the 17 year old Stephen yeah. Kent. You know what I mean? Uh, do you have nothing else better to do with your life? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No. Ask yourself first if you really believe in yourself and what you're doing, like genuinely, like ask yourself, like, do you, do I really believe and why do you want to do it? You know, and if, if your answers to those questions are satisfactory, I say go for it and don't look back, don't look to the side, but you have to absolutely believe it with everything in you or else you won't survive. Yeah. So yeah. That's it. All right. Steezy, we like to keep it simple. But yeah, Shuffle, yeah. I appreciate you coming no, on the show. I appreciate you, man. It's oh, good seeing you again. I look forward to hearing you spit some bars. Uh, yeah, I got mad bars for you, though. Uh, <laughs> in the next coming months, you're going to get nothing but these bars, baby. <laughs> that brings today's episode of None of Your Business to a close. Thank you so much for watching and listening. Please support the show by subscribing to our YouTube channel and following us on iTunes and Spotify. You can also find us on Instagram at None of Your Business Pod. Just a quick shout out to Film Africa for helping with the production of today's episode. You'll find their links in the description. Thanks for the love and I'll see you guys next week Monday at 5pm South African time. <laughs>